Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 11, Episode 1, titled Acheron's Call. Acheron's Part 2. Part 1. This is the first part. Assuming there will be a second part next week. Who knows? Maybe this is it for an intrepid band of survivors. But I somehow doubt it. Hmm. Could be a three-part. That's oh, also on the table. What if the rest of the season is just Acheron part Acheron. twelve, Acheron part twenty? I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right. Do you, you know, know what Acheron is? Before we get thought, started on what we thought, Acheron's a river that runs through the that actually runs through real life Greece, but also runs through the uh, underworld. Yeah, um, like the Styx River is one of its tributaries, and that's the boat that the uh, Sharon is a Charon. Uh, the 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 ferryman of hell. Uh, you pay him a coin. He takes you across into the underworld, and you cross Acher- the river Acheron. Um, so that's creepy, you know. A, a river mm-hmm. of the dead, a river of the damned. Um, kind of reminds us of the the walk that they're doing. This this like what would you call the subway? But a river of dead. Oh, well, uh, and I think we haven't quite seen the Acheron part of it. I mean, certainly we've seen the dead, sure. but the river part. I think that's coming next week. Like that water oh. line is pretty ominous. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can which, imagine just a scene of fucking. What do you? Oh, just floating around with walkers in the water. That sounds terrible. Yeah. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a bad time. And I gotta say, I felt like the walker effects were noticeably. I mean, not better, but like just uniformly excellent. This episode. Oh yeah. From the uh, bo- the bony soldiers all the way to like we got like uh, a bloater, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fat zombie. Love a fat zombie. Yeah. Uh, it all looked really, really good. Um, and I admire that 11 seasons in there. Greg Nicotero still getting up and going to work. Yeah. Or his assistants. I, I, who knows? <laughs> I don't know what Greg, Greg Nicotero is building one to one scale models of 2001 props. <laughs> from what i understand <laughs> is that what he's doing yeah yeah he wants right, well, that shit cool uh yeah it is keep, cool. Him, keep, keep him from behind the camera that's all i ask <laughs> right right uh no day night cycle when you're underground though so that's true that's, that's fine. true yeah what do you think of this episode uh so i you know I think it's going to be a fun episode to talk about and there's a lot of stuff that i liked about there's a lot of individual set pieces i liked yeah. um I am. I don't know what they're doing with Negan. I thought I knew what they're doing with Negan, but like him just like doing the uh, I, I, I beat your husband's brains out, Maggie. Bam. Right. As, especially when he up to that point, I felt like he was righteous. Like he was right on and he threw that in. And I'm like, why? Because like, yeah, it's something I worried about from the last episode, him staring her down and mean mugging her and grinning at her. And I felt like they walked a bit about that back. And I'm like, oh, good. That was just to get people twisted up. It seems like they're going to jump right to it. I don't know how I feel about that. It was surprising that they got so into the Maggie Negan stuff right off the bat. I expected it to fester a little while. It could have been a slow boil, I think. I I don't know if that's better or worse. I'm not totally sold on the way they did it here, but yeah, it could just be Negan's a shit. And uh, we're going to have to adjust for the fact that he's going to be you know, maybe not a bad guy, but who was that fucker on Battlestar, the Belteshazzar? Or- oh, uh, shit. Is, is it 
Baltar, 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 yeah. one of those type of guys, uh-huh. you know, where I'm not saying he's going to work against the group, but he might work against the group. Yeah, uh, he's going to work I, in his own self-interest in a lot of cases, and it might just right. be against the group. Right. Which is kind of at an odds with the emotional journey that I went with them in the last episode. Yeah. So we'll have to sure. see what they're doing with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I guess a lot of people were upset about the cliffhanger nature of it, but I just don't I don't feel like this is a real cliffhanger. No, it's a two parter. I I'm yeah. totally willing to forget that. Like if your cliffhanger resolves itself next week, no problem. Yeah, not 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 a big deal. And uh, it's also like. That's not the cliffhanger because unless you're just a complete rube that thinks Maggie's going to die. <laughs> right. The actual cliffhanger is what the fuck the group does when they find out what Negan's done and what Maggie says. And, it, you know, like that is the actual like, what is it going to do to the group dynamic, to the show trajectory, to the character? That's the cliffhanger. And I think that was fairly effective, even though I find his con his behavior kind of like, you know, not making a lot of sense. But that's might be because like I'm I'm judging Negan on what I would do. Yeah, yeah, you know, with his set, and and clearly, you know, he and I are, are not the same. The but, character uh, I found a little strange in this episode was Maggie. Um, and, yeah. and I, I'm still getting to know the new Maggie, but there's some old Maggie in there, which made True. me uh kind of sit back and go, "What?" When we got to that scene, but we'll talk about that later in more depth. And there's the, the other thing is like I just feel like um i don't know what's worse when walking dead sets up a scenario that's just ill-conceived and impossible and but but yet executes it on camera or whether they set up a scenario like that and just skip yada yada through how it actually happened and just get to the result they want because i would defy anyone to explain to me how the hell they went from these guys are fucking for an hour on their break to we just waltz out of there grab their armor and we're home free yeah, to the Luke and Han Death Star Gambit. Sure. I, exactly. Yes. I, I don't know, and it's probably better that they don't try and show it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, But, like, it is not good, is what I would call it. Like, just find a different way, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's this, like, so, I, I, you know, I'm back to taking a few pot shots at The, the Walking Dead. But, uh... I thought I did, but I just feel like that um, on the whole, it was pretty exciting. It's kind of like, I don't really know what the hell's going on or what to think about the Commonwealth. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I found myself uh, on Eugene's side until a couple of things happened. I'm like, well, I don't know, because, you know, I've been arguing the whole time. I was like, is what the Commonwealth doing anything worse than what Michonne or Rick have put newcomers through? Right. But like at some point when people are getting torn away, screaming and taking a reprocessing, and they come out of that a shell of themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's probably not good. But then, then they throw the Yumiko sister curveball into the end of it. So they do. Yeah. Still a lot of question marks around Commonwealth. Yeah. I don't think that we've seen uh, it to the extent that they're an antagonist. I don't think we've seen an antagonist like this before mm-hmm. where if they're evil, it's probably a, the banal type. It's not the cackling uh, aquarium tanks full of heads. Uh, barbed wire baseball bat it's more of like bureaucracy and pure uh, unadulterated with emotion utilitarianism and seeing how that kind of can be a hell on par with the sanctuary or Woodbury or any of those places yeah um, there's a couple of cool things they do visually uh, in this episode that kind of paint a picture of what the commonwealth of some of the philosophy of the commonwealth uh, which with the money uh, is an interesting one like they've got a whole uh, cart full like a big ass laundry cart like think Gus Brings laundry stuff uh, full of cash and all the president's faces are X'd out right and it's it's set to be incinerated so like that tells you something about the commonwealth and how they feel about both the old society and the new society they're creating we're just fanatical about coinage man this sure is yeah this maybe is, they're on the gold is, standard they were yeah, real proponents back. of that they're on the Nuka-Cola pop-top standard. No, it's fucking fiat currency. No, We're on a lease-based economy. Bill, it's not based on shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm a sovereign. These are sovereign citizens of the Commonwealth, and they're not going to be having any of this fucking fiat currency. Right. They're Could be. trading bitcoins. Be. They use 99% of their solar power to generate, <laughs> the, to keep the blockchain going. Right. <laughs> got a couple of Xeon processors just uh-huh. chugging away on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, That's what reprocessing means. If you don't meet their test, they put you back. You're you're assigned six months on a treadmill to generate electricity for the blockchain. You're literally processing crypto uh, equations. I love it. I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, the episode, not not amazing, not awful. It's somewhere in the middle. I have a lot of questions and hopefully you can help me sort through them as we sort through this episode. I also liked it like we I knew, now feel like I have a no shit like situation report on what the communities like what their exact standards are and like the prospects and because like I felt like mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how badly Alexandria was ravaged by the whispers. I'm not sure if the producers knew until they started filming this season, but They're like fucked. it's fucking bleak. Yeah. yeah, no Reg's walls have fallen and the stuff that's still up is shaky. They got no food. They got enough places to put people. Their power shit. It's 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 time to abandon ship. It seems like it could be, could be. We'll see. Uh, might might make the big move to Meridian this season. Curious to see what awaits. What horrors await us in Meridian? Doesn't sound like an AMC move to you know final season of a show. We're gonna go all out and create this. Not only one, but two entirely new communities with their own sets. Uh, that, that just seems like a not very AMC thing to do. On the other hand, if the set is essentially you just take over an abandoned elementary school in Georgia and move in a couple of containers and trailers, then yeah, I can see them doing <laughs> sure, that. Sure, <laughs> I can really see them doing that. I, I will be disappointed if it's a couple of trailers and a and a makeshift fence that Maggie is touting as Meridian. <laughs> Being yeah, this place no, they, of abundant they, they, they food and a bunch of those temporary Katrina shelters from the FEMA auction oh, and that has trailered them up to the backwoods of Georgia and and here's your new set. <laughs> God, I, no, I think I mean, they, yeah, it's like you know they they've destroyed a lot of the distinctive sets. There is no more hilltop. There is no more kingdom. Right. Um. That's the one thing I guess when they're talking about food is like why is is Oceanside got wiped off the map? Did they no fish? The oceans did they destroy all the fish for two hundred miles of coastline? like what mm-hmm. the hell like yeah. i don't know i i, I was yeah, beta but, but, had his had his guys on a no a no plant diet it was all fish constantly <laughs> for like six months during the winter just yeah, gobbling up all the fish in the ocean had to be they 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 you know we have in the 21st century done a pretty good job with this oceanic collapse the whispers just finished it yeah those uh those tuna populations were just a three-legged stool with one crooked leg and he just kicked it boom done anyway uh why don't we take a quick break and then we'll get right into the recap let's do it hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we start off with basically every single member of Alexandria. I don't know who's left behind, but the the decrepit and the children, uh, they're all out at this military hangar that is infested with a huge number of slumbering walkers. They sneak inside to get some uh, and start packing out rations, the MREs, through the ceiling. Uh, unfortunately, their rope rig, the pulley system just sort of breaks. And Daryl manages to save some of the Aries from falling, but a single drop of his blood, he cuts himself on the thing, and a single drop of his blood wakes up the entire pack of walkers, and they start attacking. There's this big battle. Um, you know, everyone, everyone gets out safe, surprisingly, with even Carol uh, stopping to grab a few extra MREs and Daryl's throwing knives on the way out. Dude, I had a whole bit like, oh, we should do a bit with Daryl's like, uh, you know... D- 
Uh, damn, Carol, where are my knives at? You said my fucking Swiss Army knife, and now I had to, I had to save your ass my two, and where are my knife? And no. she pulls them up with her, so I'm like, well, bit canceled. But like, yeah, uh, probably for I the best. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how she got those knives, but she got them, and and uh, she did. They're, they're all whole. I, I just don't know how they. I, I'm thinking all the way back to like Glenn in the well, and I just I've never seen them rig a system that did not fail immediately and spectacularly. Oh, yeah, I mean, this at least didn't fail immediately. Cards and like, break, but, like yeah. I, everything how, how heavy were those were those these mres like five thousand pounds like that was like even if it's a little frayed that was a serious rope man right and it was strong enough then the rest of the ropes are strong enough to haul people up and those right. mres are freeze-dried man they're not gonna yeah. be that heavy yeah i don't know um i i will say that uh i really like them getting like, this is like an old school do you remember when before The Walking Dead came out, they like Darabont and company posted like a zombie Bible? I think we we covered mm-hmm. it on the show that eventually became The Watching Dead. It was called Zombie Drill. Um, and they had all these like really cool rules for walkers and like how they emphasize like the different senses and how they could do this or that. And one of the concepts of these like wasted z- walkers who are essentially like, um, like the stealth zombies we joke about. Yeah, that like because they have no human targets for so long and are such a weakened state, they just kind of collapse and look like dead bodies until you disturb them or get close. They haven't really done a lot with that since yeah. like Herschel lost his leg, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice to see kind of like the set piece where they had to be real sneaky and not like uh you know like going into the dragon's horde. Um, and there's all these tempting targets, you know, like oh like you could still Carol's like oh should we stop and get these rifles and these bullets and I thought it was a good, it was yeah. a good scene. Pretty tense. No, there are a couple of really good set pieces. I like the stuff they do later in the subway, uh, in the train tunnel. Uh, that that's terrifying, right? That Acheron style thing is yikes. You, they they do one particular shot where you see all the bodies sort of like slowly writhing in the bags, and you're just like, oh god, we have to cross this. Uh, that's really cool, and I like to see um, some of the survivors here putting themselves in harm's way to pack out more food. Like mm-hmm. Lydia, like before she puts on her own mask, and I know they tell you not to do this, she goes and grabs the community's mask in form of MREs. Right. It, that was kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. like one person's life is not as much as valuable as the survival of this community. And I think people are making sacrifices for it or potentially making sacrifices. Yeah. And I know there's some, uh, in one of the feedback sections in the last couple of podcasts, someone mentioned about the switch from film stock to digital. And I guess when they ditched that, that's when you started seeing like all the drone shots and the, you know, different tracking shots and the virtual boom shots. And like, I guess because I thought this this was a really good uh, first shot, first sequence of the thing. And he had this like really foreboding shot of Daryl standing with his wings over the stormy sky. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I watched the bonus materials of this material and, and Kang and company are pretty proud of that shot. And, and it looked good. Yeah. But like, I guess like. This defended like when I was watching this, I'm like, oh, I'm glad they switched to digital because this dynamic is way better suits this show than the faux super the the faux artisty art house film grain look that they were going. That mm-hmm. fit Darabont show. Right. Right. But this is no longer that show. So Hasn't I been. like I like the sexy overhead shots and the tracking shots and the boom shots and all the 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 more dynamic stuff you get with this gear. So yeah. speaking um, of boom I, shots. Yeah. Dude, Daryl with the throwing knives. I I'm super impressed. I mean, I will have loved to see him like throw a couple and then try and throw one more, and it just hits him. It hits the walker with the hilt or something right, <laughs> with the handle. Right. <laughs> like that's right. pretty funny. But holy shit, he's a great shot. Yeah, Maggie got a head. I like that one. Like she finally got like the the forty five to work, and it just like opened up that zombie's yeah. head like a bowling ball bag. That was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And just like, yeah, the desperation of like, ah, there's still stuff to get. There's still. And I even felt like, man, you could almost justify going back there because like how many bullets and rifles does this place right. have? It's that's the one's like I it broke a little bit of my suspension of disbelief, like the thought that this place, this fort would never have been taken down by anybody. Like nobody has ever tried to. Maybe it's just too many zombies, but like, damn, yeah. this is one of those Georgie uh, locations, I assume. Right. Is it that is Maggie knew fort- about that? she took them out oh, too. Cause oh yeah. That they had some like, like, uh, I would uh, think so down. On, yeah. 
could be. It's a hell of a lot better than what Gabriel and Aaron were getting getting assigned. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like if they knew about this place before, I assume they just go here. Yeah. Before they yeah. send them out to the Terminators hideout. Yeah, but a really good. Uh, I I really like the slow motion blood. Remind me of like a Mission Impossible. Yeah. Except for that, no one caught the drop. So like, and and then there is something kind of cool and vampiric about the blood running down the zombie's face and mm-hmm. reviving, like, trickling yeah. to his man. And it's like, oh fuck, human man flesh. You know, it's that's <laughs> that's cool. Also, before we move on, yeah. Did you notice that all the ladies were down below in the combat roles and all the men were up top in the support positions? No. Oh, good. And okay. society has progressed. <laughs> <laughs> at least this individual in society. Sure. Yeah. But on my second notice, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like literally all the ass kickers downstairs are the the women and all the ass kickers upstairs that are just in a support role are, are the dudes. So nice. Cool. Uh, Easier I, to I, lift I, them out of the pit. Why not? Oh, yeah. I guess that makes a certain amount of sense. And Lydia they, they is probably are, not as heavy as Daryl. Or uh, was fucking uh, uh, Jerry. The, yeah, the quilted mountain. Yeah, like, don't send him down there. <laughs> you need three pulleys and twice and braid some of these ropes for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of mountains, let's get to the next scene where the group arrives back at Alexandria and we get to meet some of Maggie's old friends, which I think are named Frost, Agatha and Shoulders. Sh- did you think this guy's name was Shoulders when Glenn runs up and says Shoulders? Or, I, I'm sorry, not Glenn Herschel. Uh. I'm just going to call this guy shoulders from now on because he's a beefy dude. He looks like a goo all like one of those goo all old dudes from Stargate. And that's exactly what I was thinking. And I might just be the Egyptian thing on his arm, but I'm like Mm -hmm. that dude pried off that gold seal at some point. And uh, it's uh, he he could be true. But I I like him. He's a he's a cool guy. No one like I haven't even come up with nicknames for these people. Like I, I'm not gonna roll shoulders down. It's perfect. Shoulders, shoulders. This guy. Okay. So, so that was the show provided one. But some of these people, just like who? Literally, who? Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta have a speaking line before I'll start taking you seriously. More For than sure. one. But Maggie knows him. I, I only him. caught Frost's name in retrospect. I was like on my second watch, and four scenes later, somebody says, "Oh yeah," and there's some dude named Frost in the background. Well. I think that with 24 episodes to go, what do you think is the odds that they can actually make us care about any of these new folks, these Meridian folks? Nah, nah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I just started caring about half the people that we added in season nine, the, mm-hmm. the, the Magnas and the professors and the Kelly's and, <laughs> but well, Connie's I, and, and like I said, I said half, I didn't say I cared for them okay. all. I just rattle okay. off said I care for half of these people. So we're the Meridian folks got a got a real uphill uphill climb. I swear I couldn't even remember what Magna's fate was at the end. Like Mag, I saw Magna down in the hangar, and I was like, "Is she still alive? Does the show remember if she died?" Because I don't. <laughs> they might have just brought her back because her contract wasn't over. The the they she broke up. Her and Yumiko broke up. That's that's the only thing. Gotcha. And she still start tried to steal a quarter of the Hilltop's food and had no right. repercussions from that. Still on my shit list. All right. Uh, this, so the, the other thing in this scene is I respect, I really respect that they, when they were in the writer's room, they decided, you know what? Glenn, uh, Glenn's hat needs to be passed down to Herschel unironically. Mm-hmm. And there was not a thought as to whether that might be too much, given that they have already done it with Rick's kid. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. I did. <laughs> I'm like, shows a connection there, though. That's cool. Is it cool or is it too much? Is it just like okay, every every kid in this town is going to have the hat of the, I'm just saying their that dead like, parent. If the beloved town founder, or I guess not founder, but savior, that has a cool hat to pass it down to his children twice. Is run around wearing a dead hat, dead hat, dead dad's cool hat. Then, like every child that had a father or a mother who died that had a cool hat, would right. probably wear it. Lydia needs a fucking Walker skin because <laughs> her mom's dead, and that was a cool hat. That was not a cool hat, Jim. <laughs> that was a I don't cool know. Hat. I don't know. Like maybe in a Fangoria kind of way, but uh-huh. not in like a strolling around Alexandria <laughs> kind of way. Um. But the, the other thing is, like I, like I said, like, I feel like I really grounded in like how bad uh, Alexander's situation is. And I had to do a lot of telling. It was a lot of showing, a lot of like food lines with a lot of people glum. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Gabriel's there for Halloween. He's handing out whole potatoes. 
for candy. Yikes. Uh, and he's like, that's what we got. So and and also like I'm like, oh, they got a nice haul. So maybe they're setting up for us to tell a story of like, hey, the crisis is averted for now. They informed no. us that every and we saw how much they took. It's going to last about a week. That's so rough. Things, and that's what they're rationing. They're doing. So mm-hmm. it's really fucking brutal. It's really fucking brutal. Yeah. Let's talk about that scene. The what passes for a council meeting these days, I guess, mm. happens. Um, their huge MRE find has bought, bought them a week. Food situation looks really bleak. Maggie says, hey, there's this place uh, where we used to live before called Meridian. Has tons of food, water, crops, animals. Uh, there's one problem. It also has tons of reapers in it. And she tells them the story of how it fell to the reapers and says, we need to go take that back. And there's kind of a moment here where everybody's not sure if they want to go. Aaron's like, nah, we need to stay here and shore up Alexandria. But Daryl and Gabriel decide to go with the other Alexandrians just staying behind. Yeah, you don't got food. You don't got much. Yeah, that's true. You can have all the walls in the world unless you're going to eat coal rolled steel. Yeah, what is it? There's a line about like the only thing standing between civilization collapses is, is like seven missed meals, or is it maybe it's like it's it's some surprisingly know. low number, much lower than twenty. Like that's where people yeah. start feeling desperate, you know, feeling the and, hunger. Uh, they're 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 getting there. Um, it's interesting to me because Maggie tells a story about their best fighters, her included, and and three of the people here. Uh, shoulders and his party being lured away from the city and the reapers coming in and sacking it which is I think exactly what she is proposing to do here taking all of the best fighters Mm -hmm. from Alexandria going to the reapers city Mm -hmm. and leaving Alexandria totally exposed not even with walls at this point yeah there's an irony to the plan here and I hope it backfires I hope it just bites well, them in the ass plus it's like there's and i don't know if the i, I don't know if the show because i could believe either way if the show has not thought this through or if maggie hasn't thought this through but like the idea like you know those reapers really whipped our ass but we caught one of them alone which must mean there's not many of them like what like hmm. what if that's just a vanguard and they're like yo we got this cool place we got a pun- bunch of food bring all the other 200 dudes and your armored cars up and like you don't fucking know yeah and also that one guy almost took you all out <laughs> he should have so, by so the rules of I, physics yeah yeah I, I just felt like um they're they i felt like they they needed a little i mean they, they needed a little bit of more of like this is acknowledgement that this is a suicide mission i guess they did do that but oh Meg, yeah daryl hears that and his eyes light yeah. up did someone say suicide mission i'm in <laughs> yeah count me in yeah. gabriel yeah, yeah, yeah. too <laughs> um but I don't know. I, I it just felt like a big assumption that like, oh, well, there's just a few guys and they just got way too much food that they can eat. And all that stuff is still going to be there. Like they're not going to. Yeah, but they're desperate. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was enough in this scene for me to like. Understand why they would go for it, mm-hmm. but also to kind of be on Aaron's side in this. I was I was thinking, OK, we we need walls. But they also need food and they've got only a week. So and it would have been nice if someone had just thrown that in Maggie's face. Like, it's like, oh, so take all of our combat people to do this right. mission. And, and exactly what you did in Meridian. Yeah. yeah. With less walls and less protection. And at least for them. So they're like, hey, but OK, what's your plan? Stay here behind strong walls and starve. Like, right. have the debate so that we can't, you know, don't don't know that they're stupid. Um, yeah. But uh, I also what. <laughs> What do you think about Gabriel, Father Gabriel, volunteering for the mission and Rosita like rolling her eyes so hard her her eyeballs almost fall out like this shit needs to stop within a couple of episodes or I'm going to come out real hard against it. Like I half expected Tara to want to go or sorry, not Tara, uh, Rosita mm -hmm. to want to go with them as well as Mm -hmm. Gabriel. And then I was thinking about this kid and I'm like. If you idiots both go with this, group. they can't keep doing this. They can't keep having the yeah. same fucking fight. Like come up with a coin flip or yeah. Rochambo or like, well, you did last time I did this time, but you both can't go mm-hmm. because you got a kid that, that someone needs to be responsible for. And you're also two of the better fighters in the group. So you can't stay home. <laughs> and Rosita's clearly a better fighter than you. So I will also grant that. So like maybe yeah. that's the, like the fact that he's just assuming, but like, God damn it. Fucking have this fight that they've, they've, they've been teasing around this fight for like 
several episodes just fucking solve it i don't want them to be this to be a relationship issue because it's dumb and it's evil easily solvable yeah you're All on right. notice kang <laughs> three more episodes and i'm done i'm done so that whole team heads out and they've actually got yeah negan with them too which i thought was interesting he's kind of like indentured uh soldier here yeah. i guess i'd like what is his choice does he can he not go like no yeah. doesn't get a choice uh there's this huge storm on the way on their way to meridian and they decide they're going to take shelter in a subway station a metro whatever uh negan who they forced to come along for for his knowledge of the city tells them which tunnels to get uh take to take to get to the city um yes that's exactly what happens uh <laughs> Um, I do like the I, I like the Negan is like looking for angles and like trying to like form alliances like he's on Big Brother Survivor and like everyone just brutally shutting him down, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Negan saying, hey, we need to, to get rest and um, Maggie overrides him and like Daryl seems like he's kind of sympathetic to what Negan was talking about. And but then Negan tries and he's like, yeah, why? Why you want to talk to me? Because we're buddies. I thought that was pretty, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like just kind of like subtle kind of uh, interesting ironies like that. Uh, America doesn't tolerate racism poster in the background with like I thought that called to mind like Rick's famous like d- just dark meat and light meat. You know, it's just, it's it, this the dead and the living is the only distinction that matters. And I feel like for the most part, the show has kind of like leaned into that. Uh, yeah, they have. Yeah, this is an incredibly diverse cast at this point, and it's never really an issue. No. Um, yeah, to, like, to their credit, they've fixed the problems they had early on with <laughs> the diversity in the cast. Yeah, yeah, the rep- representation. And now it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's all about, you know, whether you're fighting for the living versus fighting mm-hmm. to, to die. So I, I like that. And it's like a nice little reminder of, of uh, where we're at in the apocalypse. As someone who... Uh, has lived in a city with a pretty good rail transport up in Mm -hmm. Chicago. I'm sure there were people looking at this sign for like Pyron Shady Grove and going, fuck Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the stop I used to take on uh, my my ride into work every day or something two Uh years ago. Uh, Moments like that are always cool where they show you like a real world stop from a city you know. I tried to find out if it was a real world stop. I noticed Shady Grove exists in Maryland. It's part of like that's where the University of Maryland is. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't find a fire. I thought that firing would be pretty easy or Farron. Um, and I was, I was like, is that some kind of death reference? But I, I couldn't find anything mm-hmm. about it. I couldn't um, either. But I'm sure there are people out there who are just pointing and going, yeah. Right. Or they just made it up. <laughs> or they made it up. Uh, we're in the tunnels. There's all kinds of crazy noises from the storm. And Negan points out, oh, hey, there's a water line on the walls, which basically says these tunnels flood regularly. And everybody just tells him to shut up. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it could be more dangerous getting rained on outside versus getting caught in an underground tunnel with a flood. It's full of zombies. Dude, this is such a (laughs) like Boston Rob's like, look, pal, I know subways. It's not a problem. Let's just go get Duncan's and. I mean, you you know more about caves probably than the average person because, um, you know, we used to, been in a to couple. do a bunch of a, a caving and stuff. But like, what's the one thing you're always told before you go underground one of these things? Hold Check on the to weather, your butts. Oh, and if it's going to fucking rain. Stay the fuck out. Yeah, Flash you floods wanna, inside a cave system are bad news. You don't want to be several dozen feet in a, a, a underground in a closed tunnel when like all the, the rain in a 30 mile square er, uh, area comes rushing down and like. Right. Negan's like this isn't a theoretical thing like honestly all of our subway tunnels would be full of water if it weren't for active pumping and shit yeah, yeah. but like he's like this isn't theoretical look at the high water mark we can tell that this happens a lot and they're just like yeah whatever it's worse ups this is just so stupid it's and so I was reckless. trying to think I was trying to think of like again maybe this is a budget problem but like I was thinking like in the last of us you know you could arrange a situation where like maybe a big bridge has collapsed 
and there's like a big several squares of zombie infestation and it's like well we could go around but it'll take too long we're in a time so like they've done the tunnel thing remember that yeah, they did. That was yeah. yeah, the Glenn and Maggie where Maggie mm-hmm. forgot she had a sister to worry about and all that kind of shit. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like you can or you can have sensible reasons to like have to take a more dangerous course, but like it's right. raining too hard and maybe storming, so let's go under the tunnel. So stupid. Not so wanting to stupid. get wet is not a reason to go into the tunnel that floods all the time. Sorry. No. And, it, <laughs> and 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 it just like that's already a, a fatal problem. Mm-hmm. That you have no control over, and there's no easy way out if you're in it. But like, then you're going to add just a just a absolute fuck ton of corpses, right? That are wanting to eat you here in a minute, and just like I, I like the problem is Negan made way too much sense, which they kind yeah. of pivoted into. But like, I don't think they needed made him so obviously right. It should have been a little bit more of a gray issue, or maybe I just know too much about underground tunnel flooding. <laughs> maybe uh, the thing that really got me too when you know they're underground in this tunnel it clearly floods they're just kind of like strolling they're just mm-hmm. like there's not a care in the world they're just strolling through this tunnel maybe hustle up a little bit you're in a death trap try and get out of it as fast as you can yeah and also you're worried big- about like we got to make good time we can't stop but yep. now you're just fucking strolling yep, yep. yeah maybe How walk double these time people? and take some breaks right so i don't know uh, I did like at the end of the scene, Negan mumbles, you're in on it after Daryl tells him to shut up, which comes back later. Um, right. I didn't pick that up on the first watch, but second watch I did. And then we get out of the tunnels and we go over to the Commonwealth where Eugene is being assessed by auditors. Actually, all of them are. They ask him and the others a bunch of questions for seven straight hours, apparently. And they want to know primarily the location of their settlement, I think. Or even that they have one because they keep lying about it. Uh, Ezekiel identifies the guard as the guy in charge and starts to challenge him verbally, but he has a coughing fit. And then they're all reunited in their cage and they decide they need to escape when they see somebody hauled off to reprocessing. His benign goiter just really dries out the throat. Um, yeah. These didn't cough up blood. Um, what what do you think of this? What'd you, especially what do you think of the split screen? I I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I had no complaints about this part. This I even like the kind of like the broken. It wasn't like a straight line, which I I, I wondered if they were emulating the comic book style. But I went and Maybe. looked, and apparently that's not like you know Walking Dead's very straight, you know, mm-hmm. the conventional comic book kind of layout um, and the way they frame it. But I thought that was really cool, mm-hmm. um, and it made the show, it made the scene that could have, uh, it, it made the scene a lot more denser and entertaining because yeah. like there was like. The what the fuck of some of the questions they're asking, but there's also just like Eugene was game for anything. Like, uh-huh. how many bowel movements do you want to know? The color, the consistency. Do you want it to uh, on the on the the Heisenberg shit chart? You know, like vaccination. Do you want to know the dates for that? Like everybody's like, who the fuck knows what? And he's just rattling off every zip code he's yeah. ever lived in, uh, which are apparently was, all Dallas Fort Worth zip codes. By the way, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, and it gave you. It allows you to see the difference between the answers in a very, you know, stark contrast. Like uh, some of them were lying about certain things. Uh, They were all lying about a specific thing about their Mm -hmm. uh, community. But then you got to see how they all answered different questions and and their personalities come through in that, too. Yeah. I wonder how much of this stuff you could take as canon. Like, is Ezekiel canonically the the son of a Bible uh, school teacher? Like he was a zookeeper, yeah. but like you said, they're making a bunch of lies. I guess they would tell their individual details straight, though, huh? Maybe it's tough because he lies about his cancer. So, right, what else is he lying about? But uh, Yumiko also, holy fuck, Ivy League studied undergrad in Oxford, then came across and went to Harvard Law. Holy shit! Yeah, she was some kind of lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, it's wild that like a criminal defense lawyer of that stature i guess she was that maybe she was like you know, given back or, or whatnot um but like yeah that's she was she was kind of slumming in, in criminal defense yeah uh then we go back to the tunnel where they encounter a ton of walker bodies and bags with their throats cut and they decide to kill each one and continue on through the passage one of the walkers almost eats a kid and negan decides he's had enough uh, he's he's leaving 
and several people are ready to go with him and says, uh, you know, this whole thing has been a ruse by Maggie to just get him out away from the community so she can kill him quietly. And he challenges Maggie to a fight and then Daryl punches him out and Maggie says, look, uh, I'll kill you if you keep pushing me because some weird character beats that I don't actually think track. So here's the biggest problem I have with this scene. I kind of like most of this scene. The huge question mark I have is when Maggie says the only thing keeping you alive is the bit of old me that's left. Oh, you're talking about the bit that remembers that this guy smashed in your husband's head uh, and you actively wanted to murder him every second of your life. That's the part that's keeping him alive now because the rest of you has changed. Dude, it uh, shouldn't be the exact opposite. What we're talking about last week is like, how are they going to deal with like Maggie Green? Like, why is she going to be? But. But the thing is, is like, I don't know why Negan played it this way, because he was making eloquent, eloquent point after eloquent point about this being a death march about, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the, you know, Maggie is being a dictator, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And, you know, even like, does she probably brought me here to die and all that kind of stuff. And then I don't know why, like everything, I feel like everyone is on his side and he pulls out. You're not going to I'm not going to die on your terms. You're not going to put me down like a dog like Glenn. Right. Like, honestly, he's really lucky four or five different people didn't pull pistols and just just just, you know, preferate him. Yeah. I don't know what his plan was there. Like the out Maggie as this insanely revenge driven widow that wants to see this guy who's obviously provoking her about the fact that he beat her. I, it just but half the people sense. here don't even know who Glenn was. Right. So it won't right. hit in that way. But they'll see that like, you know, it's like, I, but he, I, I just feel like it was so aggressive and, and maybe it's like, okay, well, yeah. this isn't what I would do, but it's something what Negan would do. But you could say that. However, I felt like the last Negan episode, here's Negan. He's just on a different track. Yeah. So I don't know. I felt like, again, they could have done this. They, they, I, I like what they're doing. I wish they had slow boiled and built up the tension between Maggie and Negan a little bit more. I do too. just felt, and like I, I 100% agreed. Like, which old Maggie is she talking about? And, but on the, the one that hand, would I hang guess, Gregory in the town square, the one that, yeah, t- told him that I want you dead, but I will see you rot in this cell. And now he's out. Right. And, right. That Maggie yeah, like kills this like, guy. Oh, I, I had the innocent Maggie Green. I still like holding on to past my father being killed by a madman, past my husband being killed by a madman. Oh, you're that mad. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't like that. It did. It seemed. It seemed kind of ahistorical. But I also thought, yeah. if I'm Angela Kang and I was dealt like a pretty rotten hand to kit uh, cards, and I've got the return of a beloved character, like, do I give her the permission to slightly rewrite Maggie Green? to suit the story they're trying to tell now. And I'm like, I don't think you need to though. We've been without Maggie for six years. She could have changed, you know, like, yeah, you could have leaned into like, she's been further traumatized by the Georgie project going bad by Meridian going bad, all that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I was just trying to make the devil's argument. Well, her temper about Glenn has, has mellowed a little bit. Like it's six years, is a long time, you know, I'm, but I can also understand that, like, if I was away six years from the murder of my husband or wife, and I just, it just like, I was just again thrown in the constant, and then not sure. only that, but yeah. like, not not rotten in jail, kind of work, working their way back into exactly, the community. Yeah. But it's just some of this stuff just falls back flat. Like when Daryl's like, "You don't care about that kid, motherfucker." He was the only one that jumped to that kid's rescue. <laughs> it's true. Like you can't just like and like you know like it's like you said like the like shut up nerd. I'd stop talking about tunnels. You can't dismiss a guy. <laughs> <laughs> when it's like I'm watching the show, man, you can't you can't have Daryl just be like, you don't care about that kid. Yo, the man, that's the one thing I know Negan does care about. Yeah, yeah, actually, you're right. Other than beating people's brains and fucking <laughs> around with this bat Lucille, that's his one this thing that they've established from the beginning that he's got a soft spot for kids. Yeah, so like, yeah, I don't know. They needed Judith along with this group to talk some sense into these adults because yeah. everybody here is talking bullshit. Oh, I wanted to say um, we did. I think we skipped something or maybe I had it in the wrong words. But do, do, we, do you have the scene where Ezekiel uh, uh, calls out the guy in the big pumpkin suit, super suit? Oh, yeah, that was last last scene. We kind of okay. smashed two together. Um, the guy in charge, I kind of like him. I wonder if we're going to. 
and I didn't look this up. I forgot to. But like, is he the dude that like plays like one of the James Bond liaison guys and the the new James Bond? Like he's like the lieutenant colonel that's like working intelligence or what? Um, he might be. He might not be. But like, I I liked I liked him. I liked what he's bringing to the table. The the red stormtrooper. Yeah. I, I do uh, wonder if Ezekiel has misjudged him. You know, he calls him the seems... asshole beat cop who's just look itching to get fascism on in the new world. Right. Right, 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 right. Maybe, um, maybe not. And again, like I said, this could all be super fashy, uh, and it uh-huh. certainly looks like it. But also, I mean, yeah, like total global apocalypses are the one places where like really totalitarian shit makes a certain kind of sense for a while. Certainly, yeah, yeah. Like if you literally are making choices between who lives and who dies, like that's authoritarian and fucking, and I wouldn't stand for it. But on the other hand, if like Seven billion people have died, and there's only 250 million left. And it's kind of like no, like you, you probably have to make decisions like that. Um, so like I was yeah. like on certain amount of board for like all the what the Commonwealth was doing, but then you know it's like where do you draw the line? For sure. And when do you stop? What if you go down that path of like Darwinism? At what point in civization's restabilization do you back away from that? Yeah, yeah. So probably I'm looking forward for to seeing some time. of those. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of those arguments being made. Yeah. All right, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. We're getting geared up for the sixth annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Hey, it's time for another season of Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? The premise is simple. A Gen Xer and a millennial watch old 80s action TV to see what still works and what doesn't. In previous seasons, we've done podcasts for Knight Rider, Airwolf, MacGyver, A-Team, and more. However, this year we're doing a very special season of Feeney. We're going back and reviewing the very special episodes of 80s and 90s sitcoms. Come cringe along with us as Hollywood tries to warn our families of the dangers of underage smoking, drug abuse, alcoholism, eating disorders, and much more. We start out with the episode of Boy Meets World where a high school kid gets sucked into a cult. Worlds collide as the Mr. Feeney finally makes an appearance on Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? Join me and my buddy Jay each week for episodes full of nostalgia and secondhand embarrassment. And don't worry, a very special isn't your speed. We've also got some all-time classic Knight Rider episodes to close the season with. Find Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? each Wednesday on Bald Move Pulp starting April 3rd.
We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragon Season 2, and it's time to prepare for war. Which in our case means, well, watching a lot of Hot D and reading a lot of Fire and Blood. Each week between now and June 16th, Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're recounted in George R. R. Martin's historical tome, Fire and Blood. That's right, I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into Season 2. Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead. House of the Dragon returns June 16th, but we've got you covered until then. Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp, available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, here's where we get the Lucan uh, Death Star Gambit, where Princess has apparently gleaned, I, I don't know how, but she knows everything about the life history of all of these guards uh, that enables them to then steal armor somehow from them off screen, become Han and Luke uh, escorting Chewie through the Death Star. They find something that Zeke dubs the Wall of the Lost with pictures of people who are flagged for expedited entry into the Commonwealth, I think. And Yumiko's sister has written a note on it to her. And so she decides she's going to stay. Well, right yeah. in the middle of their escape plan. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the people that are not watching the show and only listen to the podcast, I just got to say that like what Jim's referring to is they're all there. So in, in, when they're in the interrogation rooms or not in there, they're in this like mass holding pen. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of shit we've seen at the border in last years where it's just everything's just like in uh, chain link fences. Fear the Walking Dead did this early on. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's in these temporary shelters with like just sleeping on pads on the floor Mm -hmm. and there's guards coming in and grabbing people and taking them here and taking them there. Um, But it's just completely open. And there's it's not just these two guards that are so so princess deduces from these stormtroopers are just staying. That's the funny part of it that like they. Yeah they are in love and they sneak away and they do all this kind of stuff. And like the whole time I'm like, well, she's just, this is her fantasy. This is like Me her box yeah. car times a million. She's just now with like all this stimulus. She's just like making stories up and shit. Mm-hmm. But it turns out all of the stuff that she does is like gospel. She's it like some kind be. of like relationship body language expert. And she deduced two of these stormtroopers are in love and sneak off to go fuck each other. Now <laughs> the question is, that's a solid start of a plan. Mm-hmm. That's a lead. But then how do we get ourselves out of these cages? How do we get out of these cages when there's literally other guards in the room? How do we get out of these cages when there's literally guards in the other room? They're locked and everyone we're in sight of all the other prisoners who are highly incentivized to inform on us when we're doing our daring escape. Uh-huh. Once we do that, where do these people sneak off to make love? Mm-hmm. We fucking don't know. We've never been in anything but the interrogation room in this big mass detention center. Are they just fucking in a dark corner that they can be seen from? Like <laughs> none of that yeah. matters. You just have like Eugene and Ezekiel and Yumiko cock an eyebrow at each other and smash cut. In fact, I didn't even know what the fuck was happening. I thought they were right. showing uh, Yumiko or wait, no, it was uh, princess and Ezekiel just being taken to another interrogation uh-huh. and they were going to, and then they're like looking in the rooms and I'm like, Oh, they're going to fight, figure out the plan. Mm-hmm. This was the plan. It turns out the two stormtroopers taking them prisoner were Yumiko and Eugene. So it's like, yeah, uh, is it's the ballsiest thing I've seen this show pull in a long time. It's almost played for comedy. It's so ballsy. Right. And and, and I don't hate it because, again, yeah. the alternative is a slapdash 90 second scene that is stupid and makes the stormtroopers yeah. look dumb. And so, like, on the other hand, what I'd really love is you guys just to fucking nail it, you know, like point A to right. point B. And so anyway, uh it's it's fucking really really wild that they tried to pull that off i i did find it funny when princess i think it's princess says probably most of the time that hour that they sneak off is spent taking off their armor right (laughs) yeah you're not you're not wrong it's it's like what happens if a mascot has to go to the bathroom during the middle of a sports event Mm, getting getting the fucking devil suit off getting the uh gritty suit off to, it, I don't know. Are there zippers in the front? I, I mean, 
they might do. They might be like Apollo astronauts. They just fucking wear diapers. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Maybe these stormtroopers are all wearing diapers. But yeah, then you gotta like, take like, the diaper off to because like, like, like when you yeah, like when you're messy. when you're when you're wearing the goofy suit in Walt Disney World mm-hmm. and you're meeting greeting all the and you're out and and like I know they got like air conditioned units and built. There's no way you got a sudden urge to piss. You're just like, oh, 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 oh kids, I'll be right back. And you scurry <laughs> off and go to the little boy's room with your baby. There's no fucking way. They got to yeah. be wearing diapers. Got oh, to. think about that. Every time you go to Disneyland, Disney World, and your yeah. kid runs up to hug a goofy, just think they're hugging a man in a diaper filled with shit, just overflowing they with do. shit inside that suit. And, the, and really think about Donald Duck because he's not even wearing pants. So like, what's, what do they do with that? Damn. Think about it. Think about it. W- what about like the the woman who plays Cinderella? You think she's got a diaper on under that dress? She's gonna squat over a storm drain. Like, you know, they, they, <laughs> okay. they actually, that's as a matter of fact, the, when they line you up for pictures, they're, they're the always <laughs> over storm drains. If you'll you notice, notice that the Cinderella's and Snow Whites are always their skirts yes. is fully enveloped the storm. So, the, yeah, uh huh, <laughs> yeah. Cause the the mouse the mouse don't give bathroom breaks. You think Jeff Bezos is bad? Oh, right. You think it's bad? Oh, yeah, man. The, the that fucking rat down in Orlando is a thousand times worse. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. We're gonna get sued by Disney for <laughs> d- 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 defamy. That's not it. Oh, def defamy. Yeah, yeah. Not a term. All right. Bring it. Bring it, Disney. <laughs> uh, also, this is the scene with the giant cash uh, cart. Ready for incineration. I thought this was a cool detail because Mm -hmm. it tells you so much about the Commonwealth in just a single shot. It's not even it tells you a lot. It's just like a really interesting detail. Like, why? Why? Yeah, it gets your brain spinning, right? Your wheels turning about what is the Commonwealth doing that they that not only are they incinerating cash, but they're Xing out the faces of the presidents on the cash before they incinerate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are they trying to destroy history? For some reason, they're they're trying to create a specific future with that, for sure. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like that the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, where you know they're trying to architect a new society and keeping you know they're essentially they're they were trying to keep the rebooted humanity from making the mistakes of the past by like preventing them from knowing information and stuff. I wonder if they're going for that. It's like they're trying to remake society and they don't want people thinking about freedom. And you know liberty yeah. and individual. Yeah, they don't. They they don't. They want to remake it in some other image. Certainly could be. Uh, and then for the final scene, we go back to the tunnel where they're still sorting out the body bag zombies. When they see a train that's blocking their passage and realize, oh, actually, those two dudes who were on Negan's side left, and they took a bunch of our supplies. Uh, flashlight batteries apparently like all the flashlight mm-hmm. batteries were in their bags should have three different sources of illumination at least one not requiring batteries right. i'm telling D- you i mean basic spelunking would save you guys D- cave exploration is not in georgie's book anywhere <laughs> nowhere nope anyway suddenly a herd starts approaching from their only exit and they try to gain entrance to the train car but they can't so they all scramble to get on top of it Dog runs off and Daryl goes after him. And then Maggie to- just forgets how to climb. I, I, no one has a trouble with this except Maggie. She can't climb. The uh, zombies were crawling. Zombies were they're hanging on her legs. Like, you know, she's after tired. the fifth time she slipped. Yeah. She's, then she's, she's kicking zombies. Death march, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Negan stares down the, the top of the train at her while zombies grab at her legs. I, does she actually fall here? I can't. Does she slip? I think she slips. If I have to guess, they had Dog freak out and run into the rubble to separate Daryl from the group. If I had to guess, Maggie's going to slip beneath the train and Daryl oh, no. is going to. This is exactly what we hated about her husband slipping beneath. Well, things, I think it's a not little, to be like, seen it, for a couple episodes and then out she comes one thing if one of the biggest badasses in the group was like, you know, hey, I'm going to dive under this this uh, fucking dumpster mm-hmm. like 30 seconds before you, you, Glenn crawls under there. Then sure. Like, that's a little bit. So and if like, she had I, I, fallen I think, arms spread 
splayed yeah. out into a, a grasping group of walkers. <laughs> right, right. That'd it's be a, a little, little bit of a different situation. But there, yeah, I noticed on the subreddit that there's people making some uncomfortable, like, you know, mm-hmm. Glenn Dumpster comparisons here. But, like, it's next week. Honestly, I what yeah. I read is that these were supposed to, uh, I don't know why AMC, cha- AMC changed it, because they hate us. They hate all of our, us viewers. Um, but they were going to air these back to back as like a two hour premiere. So like if that was the intention from like the writer's room, then like, I don't like th- they are completely blameless. Like this is not even a cliffhanger again. Like yeah. even if you think it at face value, it's not a cliffhanger because surely you don't think Maggie's going to die. Like you have seen the trailers for the season, right? Um, but also like, it's supposed to be like a, almost a commercial break cliffhanger. So yeah. who gives a fuck? Um, and even if it was a week, uh cliffhanger i'm i'm totally sympathetic to week-long cliffhangers what i yeah, don't like is when Mad all the time they do this shit uh over the course of a season break yes or if they make it to where it's like insults your intelligence so like it's one thing to show people yeah. in jeopardy like if walton jesse are uh, hanging over a industrial shredder and they're about to slip and they cut the like but if you show them falling into the gears and they're screaming and their blood flying and then, like, three weeks later, they're like, actually, what happened was Walt had rigged his legs with blood. Actually, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Bags. Yeah, sure. Why would he do that? <laughs> he whipped up some blood bags in the kitchen, and he said, somehow, I wanted to make Gus think that he got ground up. Is that, you remember that season four plot where, where Gus strung him up over the industrial shredder? And Oh, yeah. The, the season was bookended with box cutter and industrial shredder. Bu- Those were the shredder. two episodes. Yeah. It's just like every time Gus amped up what he used to cut somebody. He used a lawnmower <laughs> right. in episode three. The number it of was, blades were yeah, yeah. compounded every week. Yeah. <laughs> he used the, the Schick Mach Turbo 7 at one point. The seven <laughs> independent blades. Uh, the vibrate. Uh, no, I, I feel like that again you, the, that's not the problem with this episode i think the big no. problems were the fact that negan was absolutely right and they had to for some reason make him an asshole so everyone had turned to uh, despite um and you know the the escape plan the the oceans 11 uh plan that we didn't get to see you know yeah I mean, what, uh, imagine Ocean's Eleven. 11 next week. Ocean's Eleven, they cut from Danny Ocean saying, hey, I'm planning on knocking off this casino to them standing outside the Bellagio watching at the fountains. That's, Andy Garcia's watching them walk out with money. Yeah. Satisfying movie, <laughs> guys. Fuck? Yeah. That's a real, real arc we went on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Uh, and I, I was a little let down by the Maggie uh, in this in this final scene, not being able to climb what essentially amounts to a ladder. Uh, yeah. The other thing I was let down is her fighters. I here we are 12 plus years into the apocalypse um she's got claiming that her best fighters including shoulders are like here along with her and then i see shoulders hit a zombie in the stomach in this Mm. scene trying to knock the wind out of it are you big guy (laughs) right yeah like hand-to-handing zombies is always a dubious proposition but if you're not even going for the off button what the hell right like it's and one this thing, is like, her best if, fighter. Or if you like kick out their knees. So like, you know, that's one thing like punching a zombie in the gut. Yeah. I don't think it would have mattered if they were at Meridian. I think the Reapers he, still take it. Then he gives them two for flinching. <laughs> right. <laughs> the follow up he gets from him. Yeah. But yeah. That's the thing. It's like also I, I thought it was like. I just don't get what they're doing with Negan because I thought they're going to do the reverse scar from the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Where he grabs her and lets her know that, like, I could, I hold your life in your hand. And maybe it's because it's self-interest or whatever. But, like, I, if I've got the power over you and I'm not going to kill you. Would be such a more interesting place to take her development than him doing the, like, he didn't even do the scar. He did the pussy form of scar. Which, like. <laughs> just watched. Yeah. Yeah, just watched and then turned ears back. Like, honestly, he should have just kept going. And then he could like with straight face being like, oh, my God, she was right behind me. Yeah, I was behind um, Boston Rob the whole time. He saw me. I, ta- yeah. I was riding him piggyback. Yeah, there's we were no all way. panicked. And it's like, I don't know. Like Daryl got separated. Maggie screamed for him. Like there's like, I just don't understand why they're making him be the stupidest version of, of this. So uh, I have an inkling as to why it is. And I yeah. honestly just think it's trying to subvert the expectations of the audience at all costs because and this is something the walking dead does a lot yeah they love to do that they do it and it fails and they do it again 
we and surprised because, you aren't you happy aren't you happy that like all the things we you thought we were going to do we didn't do that right we did something dumber <laughs> all those good ideas you guys had on reddit we did none of them we did the stupidest thing possible so did you watch the like after episode stuff with angela king talking about this episode she said yeah. specifically like the thing you always see people do in these movies is exactly what you just described the grabbing them and saving them when by all rights they shouldn't um and so to me that says hey we just wanted to do the thing that was contrary to what you see all the time even if it's not as dramatically interesting even if it doesn't make as much sense for the characters we're gonna do it i guess it is interesting if like negan literally like if if he mean mugs maggie and turns his back and runs with the group if he insists that like i i don't know what she's talking about she's trying to like he's like playing like next level machiavelli like he's already got like oh what if she survives and makes it back i'll just deny everything and i've already uh, we've already established everybody knows that she's crazy to kill me and she's going to try to do it she's going to try to frame me she's going to try to do so like well the people who were on his side ran they didn't but is that like what is what is fucking what would lucille want him to do i thought he Mm -hmm. was going to start fighting for her i thought he was going to start like you know living up to his potential and stuff this this right this this uh baltar dr baltar from battlestar bullshit is not what i was expecting from him yeah so i hope they find a way to make this guy more interesting because right now like it's i'm in this weird position where like i want to hate maggie because she's acting irrationally but i do understand Mm -hmm. but negan is just so fucking right like maggie is like taking this she's like caroling this whole situation yeah uh where she's decided what she thinks is right and she's in charge and blah 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 but like i can't get on the negan bandwagon because he's just being such a fucking antagonistic asshole Mm. i don't know man we'll see in uh acheron part two next week and we'll see what you guys and gals think about this episode. Please send us your feedback to watching dead at baldmove.com. We're going to be considering that sometime at the middle of the week. It'll probably come out. Uh, actually, Wednesday, we're going to be considering it live on our uh, working Wednesday stream. Uh, mm-hmm. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. We're going to start. Are, are we starting with the feedback? Yeah, we are. So. so Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on twitch.tv uh, slash baldmove. 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be live doing the feedback show. It will be out later, probably a Thursday, I imagine. Um, and then we're also going to do a live podcast on Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. So check that out if you want to see us record some stuff live. Otherwise, yeah, send in stuff to Watching Dead at BaldMove.com. I'm really excited to see what other people thought. Uh, let's, uh, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not opposed to coming at this show. From the top, from the top buckle of the ropes, with my 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 elbow, the people's elbow coming at it, and it's getting to, you know. Uh, I just want this last season to be fun, man. Yeah. With with us, just you know, if the episode deserves us cracking on it, we'll do it. Probably a little if it doesn't, but and they'll they'll probably have still have some some good character moments, which I'll enjoy, and some of the set pieces are gonna be fun because like I do think that they are way better at doing and executing set pieces now. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I kind of admired a decision to instead of doing a shitty set piece, just fucking yada yada. Hey, you know what? There's mm-hmm. these are badasses, right? They're resourceful. Sure. You, you can you can see how they would do something like this. I, I kind of like that. But what did you think? Watching dead at baldmove.com uh, is how you get in touch with us to let us know. So we will see you next week for the next episode. Again, these things will be dropping at the uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, the same time that AMC airs them live. Uh, and then we'll have the uh, feedback episode out midweek. Mm-hmm. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Talk to you guys later. Bye.